0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Rabbi Dr. Mish Hammer Kasoy on Parashat Bamidbar. Five days, 28 class options, and one memorable summer learning experience. Cultivating courage and resilience. Chazak ve'ematz. The Pardes Learning Seminar Summer 2021 is online July 4th to July 8th. Be sure to get more information at www.pardes.org.il forward slash seminar. Communal leaders, professionals, lifelong learners, you. And now, here is Rabbi Dr. Mish Hammer Kasoy.
1: week's Parsha, Parsha Bambidbar, actually has a very long census and a map of the encampment. And so in the, some ways, it's a classic, stereotypical Bamidbar Parsha. Um, but that Parsha is actually made colorful through a fantastic story that's brought in the Midrash. Um, on the verse, uh at the beginning of the second chapter, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, the Israelites shall encamp each with his standard under the banners of their ancestral house. They shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. and you can wonder, what the heck is with the flags? Why do they need flags? And that's where the Midbar Rabbah steps in with a great story. It turns out, I'll read it first in English and then in Hebrew. The Holy One, best be he, loved Ben-Israel with a great love in making them flags like those of the ministering angels so that they would be recognizable. From whence do we know that this is love for Israel? As Shlomo said, He brought me to the banquet room, and his banner of love was over me. A flag is a sign of absolute love. Stand out and be seen, marked for yourself, and if um, you've been chosen by somebody else, you can uh, w- uh, wave your flag and know that you are anointed. That is even better than just having a degel. A flag is known that you've been picked, that there's someone who loves you. Wow, right? But then, where did the idea come from for this connection between uh, to think that flags are love? Well, When the Holy One, blessed be He, was revealed on Mount Sinai, 22 myriads of angels descended with God, as it says, God's chariots and myriads upon myriads, thousands upon thousands. All of them are made of flags upon flags, as it says, flagged, (laughs) Dagul Mirvava, flagged among the myriad. what a spectacular sight when they were at Har Sinai. There were twenty-two thousand angels, all of them celebrating and um, Ed, celebrating God and Har Sinai and this illustrious event with mass with by waving a flag and the flag there. Of course, we understand. We know traditionally that each angel has its own mission, right? And in fact, even the Shirashirim Shirim Rabbah uh, version of this says, Gavriel the Diglow, Raphael the Diglow. Each, each angel has its own particular flag and they were all waving their flags in celebration of this glorious event of Har Sinai. Um, and once Israel saw them composed of flags and flags, they themselves, B'nai Israel, how could they not? Like any uh, child, also wanted flags. They declared, "My God, are we not to be made flags just like them." And the Holy One, the Blessed Holy One, said, "Just if you've desired to make flags on your life, I'm going to fulfill your request." As it says, "God will fulfill all of your requests." Halavai khakh Anunasim de galim kmotan amar lehem kreshpahu mani tavitem galim hayachem shanim mamalei masalot ikhem kol meshalotekha u u i want to be like them right the the, the verse said um which you thought well, JT, the JPS translation translated it as um, each with his standard under the banners of their ancestral of their ancestral house, but the otot also sounds like avat, like This and so there's that. That's the what's going on in the midrash is to to make a play. Otot means be according to their desire, God decides to, to grant their desires. And so, if so, then the flags are, these flags that we have are actually a constant reenactment of the Sinai event. And we're encamped around the Ark as we were encamped around Harsinai, right? And we're moving all the time as though we've got the Ark is our permanent representation of Sinai and we're moving around and we're perfectly ordered like angels are perfectly ordered. Everything is exactly where it belongs. Wow, right? Because what, what the rabbis have done in this Midrash is taken what feels like boredom and extreme order and turned it into boredom, glorious boredom order, glorious order. Clarity and direction are literally revealed, right? It's all about revelation, and there's something just wonderful about having everything exactly where it belongs. But where does this come from? Uh, Like, what's with this connection? How do they get it? I mean, I know that the book opens with Bidbar Sinai, right? Bidbar Hashem Amosheb, Bidbar Sinai, that's the name of the book. But such a strong connection to Revelation. Where does that come from? And I started, as I was thinking about it now, this, year, this week, as we're reading, as it's the week of Shavuot also, I realize that this is all based on the way the Torah readings go. Because the Torah, because the Gemara in Megillah 31b says that we have to read the, um, we have to read the before Shavuot. Shatikaleh Shana We want to read the before Shavuot to get rid of the year and its curses and and implicitly to start the next year with all of its blessings. Um, And how apt is that this year, right? To get rid of the curses of this year and to start on with a new year of the blessings. Um, By definition, if we're reading the Chukotai before Shavuot, so that means that we're gonna be reading Bamidbar also together with Shavuot. Um, And the Gemara asks the Kushia, what the heck? to what extent is this new year a new year, right? Like I, I understand that Pesach is a new year. I understand that Rosh Hashanah is a new year, but to what extent is Shavuot a new year? And it says, yes, it is a new year because on Shavuot, we are judged on the fruit. Um, and that's, Okay, great. For us, it, it actually sits nicely because here we are coming to the end of an academic year. The Pardase year is finishing off and our students are getting ready to go home. Um, but uh, but Kohen takes up this question in the Priyadik and he says, what trees? Why don't we say our Why don't we say our new year is when the we're judged on the bread, the tefuah, the grains, which happens at Pesach. That's what we. That's the main thing we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he comes up is to what his conclusion is actually that revelation. Is a major reset, right? When you stand again at Sinai, you start all over again, and you actually go back to Gan Eden. And when we go back to Gan Eden, of course, we're not eating. The bread is not the zeta pecha lechem by the brow of our, by the sweat of our brow, but rather we could. At Rav Zalman Cohen cites the Midrash that we used to be able to pick the bread fully baked off the trees. And here we are, back in Gan Eden. It works so perfectly with what we've just said about Bamidbar, right? it, the Midbar, right? This idea that we that everything is back in order, exactly in its place as it should have been, and we here we are in Gan Eden. Um, and then he goes on, interestingly, to call attention to the singular and the plural language, right? Why is it that? Uh, um, of course in Harsinai Khan, that we all, we encamped, but not we, Yisrael encamped in the singular and the 10 commandments are also given in the singular, lo tirtzach, you, singular, shall not, mar- shall not, uh, shall not murder. Um, and there, Rashi says in the Midrash, of course, that that symbolizes the idealness of our tremendous unity Right, our, uh, that's our God Eden, Right, is that we are um, we're unified. But what's actually st- a little bit strange here, after reading the Priyat Sadiq, right? That like I'm puzzled. But wait a minute, if we're talking about B'nai Israel and for for Rabbi Tzadok that's the core is that we're all unified and that's what it means to be in God Eden, So I find myself coming back to the Book of Numbers. And the Parsha, which is all about counting us. Um, everybody, each each tribe with their own uh, with their own flag, each bait a vote with their o- What is the con- why are we, if we're all unified as though at Harsini again, why are we dividing ourselves into tribes and into families and into individuals? Um, and to this I want to answer the, with the Nitiko Chalom. Uh, Rav Shalom Noach Berezovsky, uh, who was the Zlunomer Rebbe um, who's, uh, from 1981 until the year 2000. Um, and while the, while the midrash, he, cite, he uses our midrash um, that we opened with, which compared the flags of Bnei Israel to the flags of angels. But he compares them, and perhaps this is a little closer to the Peshad actually, is that he compares them to the armies of modern nations. Um, I'll just read through it quickly. Uh, With reference to this midrash, just as in earthly kingdoms, the flag functions to single out each nation for itself. And for this reason, that every nation has its own flag. Similarly, beyond the general flag, every military unit and the like has a special flag Um, because each one has a special function which singles it out from the other units. You've got the tanks unit, and you've got the um, foot soldiers, and you've got the tzankhanim, the paratroopers. And every every unit has its own flag, its own symbol, and its own function. And the flag is the symbol of the special function of each unit. And every soldier has a special symbol reflecting their connection to that unit. I'm citing again from... uh, for this reason, the angels have many levels, such as Malachim, Seraphim, Hayyot, and Ofanei Kodesh. Every single one of them has unbounded special functions, and that's the idea of the flags for the angels, as indicated by the Mitrash, Michael, together with his flag, Gabriel, together with his flag, that everyone has a special path in Abudat Hashem, in divine service, through which they service Hakadosh Baruch the blessed God. Thus Israel desired that they should be made flags, because when Israel saw the innumerable mass of angels flag after flag, that every one of them is connected to their special mission. They too wanted clarity to know their function and purpose like angels. Every individual wants to know what he or she contributes to the cloud, because the worst thing, says the Niti shalom, is when a person wanders without any mission or purpose in the world. They have no idea why they're alive or what their work is in this world or why they've been placed in this world. This is why the blessed one, the blessed holy one said to them, by your lives, I will fulfill your wish. And with this in mind, the matter of the flags of Israel points to the special function of every Jew on earth. Every Jew is designated a particular mission in fulfilling divine will for which they're put here on earth. And that person should know what their mission and purpose is in the world. And this is the expression of God's tremendous love for Israel. It was revealed through flags, as it says, Diklo Alai Ahava. This banner of love was over me. And they made them flags for my name, demonstrating that they are my children and my army. The great love the Blessed Holy One has for Israel is the clarity to know the purpose and special mission of the Jew in their world, which has the significance, which is the significance of the blacks. And that is the eternal subject of this Torah passage that begins with the counting of the children of Israel to demonstrate that every Jew is a small world to themselves. As we've explained about the verse enumerating Israel by their clans, according to their ancestral houses, telling their names. Um, which hints that every Jew has a name and a narrative unto themselves, including a special purpose and a mission for which they are put in the world. And he goes on to say that it's especially possible to understand this matter on, on, on Shabbat Kodesh, as is mentioned, in the Shabbat song, um, because all week a Jew is distracted and confused without calm of mind and thus doesn't have the clarity to know what's their mission, what's their camp, what's their flag. And on Shabbos Kodesh, we have the calm. be able to take a deep breath and reflect on our mission and make sure we're flying our, our flag correctly. Um, so the flag is a mission, and the identity is it's an identity. And the love that God shows for us is giving us a strong identity and also the gift of knowing where we belong and what we stand for. And of course, we're all united in our purpose. We're standing at Sinai all at once. But we're not at all as one. We're actually, each of us has, or his own flag. We each have a unique mission in that larger project. So we've got multiple identities. Some of us are dancers and Jewish, some of us are accountants and Jewish, some of us are Americans and Jewish, some of us are people, people of color and Jewish. We're also humans and Jewish. And each of us have the flag that we that to wave for our particular identities. And there's a tendency in modern times. To sort of see multiple identities as threatening, actually. Right? If you're if you're if theater is your first love, how can you be really dedicated to the Jewish people? If I see myself as a human being or as a woman, how can I be fully dedicated to, to Israel? And then Niti Shalom comes back and reads Bomidbar and says, No, no, no. Each of our multiple identities is actually our important contribution to the whole, um, and that's so beautiful. And Amartya Sen's Nobel uh, Prize winning ec- economists actually also notes that multiple identities are essential to us and sort of helping us to take the sting out of binary, binary nationalist identities. Um, that is to say, if we see ourselves as mothers, how can our hearts not break when we see another, another mother being bereaved? Um, but we see ourselves as human beings, we remember that each of us are human beings also made in Selim Alakim. And so this, it turns out, is the Gan Eden of Parshat the And that's why we read it now, together with Shavuot. Let the year and its blessings begin. Give us flags as signs of love, just like the angels have. Let us know our place and our purpose and wave our flags with pride with a profound awareness of our ultimate unity and also of each of our individual importance, our unique destinies and our interconnection with our own group, as well as that of others. Shabbat Shalom.
0: Thank you for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, Please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast today. You can also follow us on Spotify, where you could subscribe and get the latest episodes of Pardes from Jerusalem. Be sure to tune in next week as Rabbi Michael Emerson discusses Parashat Naso. Thanks for listening.